White Chicks in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hey everybody, I'm back. Hi, I'm back too. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. It has been. Crazy. Six weeks, maybe. I think, I think since our last episode, so many people on Facebook have been like, "Where's the podcast? Have you stopped the podcast?" I love it. Keep going. Keep keep doing the podcast. I was like, yes, people actually I know, like it. I know. Well, that's <laughs> it. When you start getting messages like that, thank you, everyone. That's yeah, it makes us think. Yeah, we should keep going with this. It was a good break, but it's time to get back into it. It is. So here we are with episode thirty-one of Two White Chicks in China. Oh man. Yes. Let's get started. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I've been outside of China for a while. So, I took a holiday to Bulgaria, which is, in a nutshell, the opposite of China. It's a quiet,、mm. small country with not a whole lot happening in terms of economic development. But it was a really nice break from the hustle and bustle from Shenzhen. Yeah. So yeah. it was good. It was a good break. But I'm happy、nice. to be back. And、um, I like that we... pause there. <laughs> well, like, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's back to reality, back to work, and all that. So, you know how it goes when you get back from vacation. I know. So, but I'm back in the game, and I'm happy to be back doing the podcast. And all the encouraging comments、mm-hmm. were really heartwarming and psyched us both up for sure. Yeah. So let's get down to it then. So、uh, actually, before we actually really start, so I'm sure you all remember our friends Chris,、uh, our friend Chris Edwards, who joined us many moons ago for our podcast. The Australian one. Yeah,、uh, uh, yeah, Australian、oh, Chris. Yeah. So he he tweeted, actually tweeted you as well. I don't know if you saw it,、um, to tell us that there's a game show in China called、uh, "You Are the One." Have you、oh. have you come across it? Have you seen it? Seen、no. it? I think it's like twenty eight people. Twenty、uh, eight single people、um, basically have to、uh, decide whether they want to date one single person. Okay, so it's similar to Fei Chang Wu Rao. Maybe that's the Chinese version. Maybe that's the Chinese name. Fei Chang Wu Rao is like a panel of girls. It's always、yeah. girls. Oh, oh. And they're in front of a podium, and then they can like buzz. Like they bring a guy in. Yeah. And then the girls can like buzz to be out. I don't know. Is that? I don't know if, don't know if it's、thing? the same because I didn't see the Chinese name. It was just in English. The name though doesn't translate because the name in Chinese Fei Chang Wu Rao is like, if you're not serious, then don't bother. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I can double check because I I have heard of like this. I mean, I've heard the English name, but I don't know. If it's the same. Anyway, basically, that、um, they're gonna do a,、um, an episode with Australians. Oh, twenty-eight Australians. Wait,、um, the whole show is gonna. Yeah,、be? apparently. So you get to. That's the gist. That's what I got from the site.、Um, and if you want to apply, you, they're doing.、Uh, I don't know interviews. I guess in Nanjing. So if you're interested and you're Australian, go to Nanjing and you can get on a game show. Yeah, it seems it seems like it's it's gonna be just Australians. That's what's one of the really cool perks about being in China is it's really easy to get on TV.、Mm-hmm. I have a guy literally now who's like trying to get me on TV for a show for CCTV for like foreigners in China. Oh, cool! And、um, the only thing is it will take six days of shooting. So I'm like, to do what? 
it's like a whole story of you know like your whole china story that the mm -hmm. show will be maybe a half an hour to 40 minutes long but they take a lot of footage and it's it's really well done but i don't cool. know if i'll be i can't i don't know if i can take off work for six days to to do something like that yeah not to mention i'm kind of camera shy when it comes to because they like they're in your house they're you know yeah no privacy they, yeah. yeah they come to your work they like follow you around so yeah. but anyway the point is it's if you are interested in being on tv <laughs> it's yeah. it's not hard to get a gig in china doing something like that either joining the game show because yeah. they usually really like to see foreigners on the show or they have these kind of like special um programs specifically highlighting foreigners lives in china mm. it's kind of cool yeah it's funny actually a couple of months ago some guy asked me if i wanted to do like an advert mm -hmm. i just thought like what, what what would you want me for i'm playing the short white fat girl like mm. <laughs> what, what would anyone want to see me on an advert for <laughs> i saw jiffco we have a mutual friend i saw him on the bus like because on the buses they have those screens always playing <sighs> So I saw him on there in some some episode or something. I was oh like, oh. <laughs> when you said on the bus, I imagined like you saw, you, have you ever seen Sex and the City where she gets her first billboard oh, on the side? Oh, where it's Is like it plastered. Like right, and it I goes, think so, yeah. the bus, they wait at the bus stop for the bus to go past and she's like laid like in a provocative position on the bus, on the side of the bus. I just imagined oh. him to go on the side of the bus like that. But no. that's not what you meant. It was some program talking about, because he was selling wine, so it was talking about his business and but anyway it's just funny because it's like you know those people yeah. <laughs> it's cool yeah it is cool okay so uh since you've been away for so long i have uh collected some uh, news articles Ooh. from the last few weeks Ooh. um some funny some crazy some shocking um there, there are eight of them so i don't know just to give you a bit of a review of what's been going on in china yeah let's do it okay so i'll try i'll go first okay all right okay all right so i'm just gonna i'm gonna read you the the title the title of the story so elderly chongqing man lives under bridge to save up money to buy his wife a diamond ring and golden necklace oh that's nice that sounds so self-sacrificing it does yeah well don't don't forget if if we mention any articles or anything we'll put links to every single article that we mention in our notes, which will be writtenchinese.com slash episode 31. So let me continue. Uh, <laughs> so a romantic elderly porter from Chongqing has made headlines recently by choosing to save on boarding, fee, boarding fees by living under a bridge in order to buy his loving wife the golden necklace and diamond ring she's always wanted. The senior citizen named Xiong used to live in simple lodging provided by the local government. However, to save on the daily boarding fee, which is probably a tiny amount anyway, yeah, he decided he would. He, yeah, he decided it would be better to move elsewhere. Living here, I can. Oh man, living here, <laughs> I can save around five yuan per day. Oh, oh that's so like that's like ninety cents. Yeah, that's fifty pence. Oh. And I want to buy a golden necklace and a diamond ring for my wife from a jewelry store at a shopping mall, just like people do in the city. It's oh, really sad. It's nice. It's lovely, but wow! I hope that he can do it. Uh, he's been dubbed Batman. <laughs> I don't know what he does. It says 
because their jo jobs keep them up at strange hours. But it doesn't say what he... Oh, it does. It says he collects scrap and stores them nearby before selling them for profit. So this is actually like a really common thing in China, but mm -hmm. I guess I never realized it was actually someone's job. Like that, yeah, that's I all thought they that would it do. it was just like, you know, people who do that on their own. Oh, I thought it was just like, as a, like not a hobby, but like, you know, for a bit of extra pocket money. Like yeah. you can see these oldies do it. Yeah, like cardboard boxes yeah. and they collect all the cardboard Everything. boxes and then you can buy the cardboard by the kilo and stuff. Mm. Yeah, you often see these huge, like, three-wheel, I don't know what you'd call them, bikes, yeah. cart things, and they they have, so like, they're as, they're as tall as they are wide, like, it's insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. He says, his wife is 60 years old. I collect scraps to make a little extra money while she feeds animals uh, doing farming in our hometown. He added that he wants to make her happy by sending her a gift to prove that she didn't marry the wrong man. Oh, 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 oh! This wasn't that way. I shouldn't have chosen this one. Now I feel sad. <laughs> it's sweet. It it's is very sweet. sweet. It is so sweet. All you men out there, listen to this. This is what Chinese men. <laughs> but how would do. you feel as a woman, like accepting yeah. a gift like that? Because okay, five yuan yeah. a day. Let's not. Let's say it's a dollar a day. Let's let's give him a raise and say it's a dollar a day. Seven dollars a week. How long is this guy gonna have to? And he's do this? already elderly. I mean, I don't know if he's just started doing this or if he's been doing this for a while. Or oh. it makes you wonder how long he would have to do it. I'm sure some of you maths whiz wizards out there will probably be able to calculate ish i guess if he has to if he's buying a diamond ring and a golden necklace what how, what are we looking at like who knows i don't know a thousand a thousand dollars maybe probably even more right? oh probably more i mean i guess depends, depends on how on big the, the diamond and is carrot, right? yeah. yeah oh <laughs> we just anyway. goes to show you the huge um, discrepancy between um the you know, the wealth discrepancy in China. Mm -hmm. You have people like that who are scraping together so they can save 90 cents a day. And then, and he's he said, they call him Batman, so he's working mm -hmm. in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, it's not an easy life. And then you have people who are buying, there's like a 24-hour Lamborghini shop. Mm. So who are buying, making, you know, just kind of like rash decisions to buy Lamborghinis Which is just like at the... Yeah you know, at any given moment. So it's just crazy to think about how big the difference is in, in China. There's more and more of a middle class, but it's a lot of extremes. Yeah. I, actually, I, I heard recently that I, mean, I don't really, like, uh, stocks and things don't really, I don't get any of that, to be honest. But I, someone recently told me because of the recent crash, like, the middle class of China is basically, like, being wiped out oh, <laughs> which wow. is kind of crazy it's hard to tell because in shenzhen i think it's maybe all the people in shenzhen are more consider you know like the, the middle class people are actually considered upper class mm. or high class in terms of the general yeah all over economy yeah. so maybe because i i mean the average person that I see day to day, or at least like the same people who are living in my complex, I imagine they're not really. I mean, they're probably ticked off if they have, t um, if they have stocks. But as long as they don't touch the money, mm. it haven't hasn't really affected them yet. I don't know. It's crazy watching the, the currencies go up mm -hmm. and down though. Yeah, I saw some, like graphs and things of what had happened. It was like insane. And yet the euro just like stayed. 
So the the RMB was devalued like three mm-hmm. percent really quickly, and then now it was it's kind of floating back up and then went back down again. But then the euro was just like stuck. Mm. It was just like holding solid. I I have heard that the euro often stays quite stable though. Like compared, like I don't know though. I'm not like I said. This isn't really my thing. I do let other people do it. For me. <laughs> well, all the currencies were fluctuating, and the euro was just like just stuck, euro was which just is there. typically not what happened. Anyway, it doesn't. It's, that's another topic, but there's a lot of crazy stuff that's been going on in the world in the last oh, yeah. few weeks. But um, should we go to the next article? Let's. let's. <laughs> well, okay, so I haven't read these yet. Holly found all these. Um, Guangzhou family adopts dog, discovers it's actually a fox. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So a husband and wife in Guangzhou, Guangdong province, who decided to take in a stray dog, were shocked to discover that they'd accidentally (laughs) just adopted a fox. Yes, this has happened before. And it's, you can see that it's a link to another article where it must have happened before. A man surnamed Huang found the animal sitting outside his house on a rainy day last week and decided to offer the wet and shivering creature a home. His wife gave the quote-unquote dog <laughs> a bath and put it inside a cage. But upon blow-drying the animal, oh noticed that its tail was uncharacteristically fluffy for a canine. The creature also had a fer- ferocious-looking set of teeth also and a strong scent that wouldn't go away even after being washed. GB Times reports. Huang posted images of the animal online and learned from comments that his dog was probably a fox. Not wanting to abandon the animal before confirming this, Huang let it stay outside in the cage overnight, but the dog slash fox managed to open the contraption and peaced out before the morning. (laughs) Local wildlife authorities eventually found the animal, speculated to be an arctic fox, and sent it to a wild animal center. They suspected someone else had mistakenly raised it as a pet before getting rid of it. I don't know about you, but a dog and a fox yeah, don't they look that like. They don't look like. I mean, foxes have a long snout for one. And they're usually, their faces are really yeah, very tiny. Shiny. Yeah, and they're like quite sharp. But, you know, having pets in China, I mean, they're just not as, it's a very luxurious thing to mm-hmm. own pets. So it's it's not super surprising that people see a four-legged creature with a tail that looks kind of friendly and mistaken. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if the fox was friendly or whether it was just like so drowned, like drowned from the water that it was just desperate to go somewhere. Like, <laughs> no. and it just acted friendly. Just <laughs> let me in, you know. That's so crazy. Weird. I don't imagine it would have made a good pet, though. No, I don't think so. That's crazy, though. I mean, wow, it's... They said it was from it was an Arctic fox. Yeah, and I that's think. in Guangdong, which is in southern where we are now, which is in southern subtropical China. What's an Arctic fox? Well, I mean, it sounds like they said somebody must have been raising it. But they said raising it by accident. <laughs> somebody else had mistakenly raised it as a pet before getting rid so of it. So I wonder if it was sold to someone else originally. I mean, I guess if it's a baby fox, it would look really cute. But where did, they, where did it come from? I guess a pet shop, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you mean originally? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Didn't Justin Bieber have a monkey for a while? Oh, my goodness, really? 
Yeah, I think he had a monkey, and then, and then he got a bunch things. of um, criticism for like because it was being like, like Michael Jackson. Did Michael Jackson have a monkey too? He, he had a chimp, didn't he? Oh, I don't. He know. had an. He had a, like, I can't remember its name now. Yeah, for a long time, it was like a child. And didn't Mike Tyson have a tiger? I mean, I think a lot of celebrities <laughs> have yeah, been known yeah, to yeah. keep these exotic animals and it's really popular on social media networks in China to post pictures of your pet. So I guess if you have an exotic mm. pet, it's probably even more, you know, posh and yeah, yes. exclusive. Yeah, well, did you, I, maybe I've mentioned this before on the podcast, the um, Russian colleague of a friend of ours, her boyfriend bought her a, ti- was it a tiger cub or something? I think it was oh. a tiger cub for her birthday or something like that. Yeah, and they took it to a restaurant, and the restaurant owner said, okay, you can bring the tiger in, but we don't want you to allow anyone to take pictures with you. <laughs> so oh. that was the issue. <laughs> like, oh, right. not the not that it might be a bit unhygienic, but you're going to take pictures with people. We don't like that. Yeah, it's fine if the tiger stays and dines. <laughs> <laughs> a tiger crazy. came to tea? Have you read that book? No, but <laughs> I guess it's the real-life version of it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, okay. Hilarious. Right. What's so, next? Uh, our third news article. This one I actually only found yesterday, but I was so like, whoa, what the heck is this? That I had to include it. Chinese doctor plans the first Frankenstein head transplant. Oh, oh God. Yeah, it sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Sounds so, creepy. two leading transplant scientists, an Italian physician and his Chinese counterpart, plan to work together to conduct the world's first human head transplant, they told Xinhua in an interview last week. So, uh, Sergio Canavero, I hope I've pronounced his name correctly, a controversial physician who previously announced he would attempt to transplant a human head to a new body, said he will partner with Ren Xiaoping, a Chinese surgeon, with the second affiliated hospital of Harbin Medical University on this ultimate medical challenge. Holy cow. It sounds crazy. Like, I can't even comprehend it. Like, uh, I I mean, there's so many, this raises so many questions. It's unbelievable. A successful head transplant will change the course of human history by curing incurable medical conditions, Canavero told Xinhua at an academic conference in northeast China's Heilongjiang province. Ren Xiaoping is the only person in the world able to lead this project. Mm. So this Ren Xiaoping must already be quite established, I guess. Mm -hmm. He said Ren's Ren's creation of new models in transplant uh, etiology and experience in clinical etiology is what attracted him to the partnership. So this is like stuff, other stuff technical words <laughs> um, okay so it says that um, run is regarded as a real-life dr. Frankenstein by his critics triggered public debate after successfully transplanting the head of one mouse to another's body in 2013 oh my yeah. goodness mm. um, him and his team have since performed nearly 1,000 head transplants on mice. Oh my Yeah, gosh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitting, uh, oh wait, they have tested various methods to help the mice live longer after surgery, hitting a survival record of one day. Oh. So wait, wait. a second. <laughs> the mice, they've done 1,000 head transplants on, a, on, on mice. The mice only live to one day. And then from this, they want to do a head transplant on a real person. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sorry if I'm a bit, you know, skeptical on this, uh, to be honest. It's kind of crazy. So they've already identified their first patient, who will be a 30-year-old Russian computer scientist with muscular dystrophy. However, both of them admit that there are many technical difficulties with linking the nervous system, blood vessels, and spinal, spinal cord in order to prevent the body from rejecting the head. This is mental. This is crazy. Wow. Sci-fi. Yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, Ren said, Cannavaro had a strong background regarding the central nervous system's ability to regenerate. Yeah, um, this story, I mean, the story continues. It's about, you know, it gets into ethics and stuff. Um, the complicated project could take uh, could take place in uh, in two, wait, in at least two years with full funding, proper staff and strong leadership. So I guess within the next two years, this could happen. Jeez. I can't, I just can't even believe it. So, um... The country has not decided yet. The, the team may also invite more experts from other countries, he said, noting there are no specific laws against such procedures in China. <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. <laughs> um, actually, the first head transplant was uh, dates back to the 1970s when Amer an American neurosurgeon uh, transplanted the head from one monkey to the body of another. The, the, the monkey died. Yeah. Um, head transplants, which seem more at home in science fiction, <laughs> no kidding, have long uh, have long drawn skepticism, with many people criticizing the morals and ethics involved. Yeah, yeah, it's not really a surprise there. Um, it would be like body stealing. It is. If you way. have a really nice body, people will <laughs> just want to like transport transplant their head to your body. Yeah. <laughs> so a medical ethics expert called Wang Yifeng. Uh, says it's very complicated. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have your own head, but another's body. So who are you? He asked, even if it becomes possible, using a donor's body whose healthy organs can help several people on just a single person might not be fair. Also, where can donors be found? Well, True. Yeah. That's to be just decapitation accidents. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I guess. I mean. Really? Else? I don't know. Because you need a healthy body. Right? I don't I know. I think it's more of a case of... No, I guess. Well... Wait, what? <laughs> but surely the body's... Oh, yes. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's a lot going on here. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Crazy. Um, so, Ren uh, supports his plan, saying he had been thorough... Uh, he had been... It, sorry, it had been thought out thoroughly. There were many thus in that sense. He hopes such experiments might help people with spinal cord injuries, cancer, or muscular dystrophy in the future. He said people were also against the first human hand transplant, but they accepted it after the, the operation was successful. Head transplants mm -hmm. are sensitive and controversial, but as a scientist, we won't give up because it's controversial, he said. Mm. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> Chinese doctors, eh? crazy it's true they can do i mean in a lot of ways china can advance much faster in the medical fields because they don't have as strict red tape when it mm -hmm. comes to this kind of experimentation with new drugs and new procedures yeah. so they have an advantage in that sense i don't know how yeah. many victims yeah i know victims? i don't know what, yeah it's like it's just gonna be chopped off willy-nilly like <laughs> what's gonna happen there oh man crazy 
Crazy. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> so my next news story is Guangzhou man makes a living by looking like Barack Obama. <laughs> okay. A very big switch in topic. So a 29-year-old man in Guangzhou, Guangdong province has been making headlines recently for his striking resemblance to one U.S. President Barack Obama. The migrant worker, Xiao Jiguo, oh, it's a Chinese person. I thought it was going to be a foreigner who no. was living in Guangzhou. Okay, the, so the <laughs> migrant worker, Xiao Jiguo, first came under web user's radar in 2012 when his friend uploaded a video of him singing online. Several netizens pointed out his resemblance to Barry. 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 <laughs> People call him Barry? Jeez. And he decided he ought to try and capitalize on it. In the past four years, Xiao has grown in popularity by making appearances on talent shows, TV series, and an internet sitcom. He's wow. now undergoing cosmetic surgery to slightly tweak his looks and appear even more like Obama, according to the Global Times. Xiao has never met Obama and doesn't understand most of what Obama does. He can't say what Obamacare entails, nor does he know much about the American political system. <laughs> but he looks similar enough to the U.S. president for most people. <laughs> In order to imitate Obama, besides waxing my eyebrows, I only need a shirt, a tie, and a black suit to get by anywhere, he told media. To better get into role, Xiao's been studying more about the president, learning English, and has even started memorizing his inauguration speech. Xiao joins the likes of King Jong-un's, Xi Jinping's, Mao Zedong's, and other lookalikes in China who've made a livelihood off their fortunate, well, if you can call it that, appearances. <laughs> Maybe he was the first successful head transplant. Okay, here's a question. How does a Chinese person look like a black person? I don't know, but you should see the pictures. I'm going to put the pictures on, the, obviously, the links to everything. It's it's like, I mean, not exactly, but it's actually... It's pretty be, good. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Like I would be yeah, surprised. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it's pretty good, though. <laughs> What's next? Okay. This is a good one. I was, I was very uh, amused when I found this. Stewardess quits job to offer crab peeling services online. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Right. <laughs> Curious diners at a seafood restaurant in Hangzhou were recently spotted crowding around to watch as a young woman hand-fed crab to a salivating gentleman. Oh, yeah. As it turns out, he bought her crab peeling services on the internet for 260 renminbi. I would do this. I love crab. Do you like peeling them and no. feeding them to Chinese men? No, I mean, I would order it for myself because oh. I like eating crab. But it is a huge pain in the butt yeah. to, to crack it and peel it and all that stuff. True. I might do it. <laughs> I, I remember, like, I mean, I'm from a seaside town, but I've never really had that much shellfish before. And I was in um, uh, Nevada, I think, and we my with my family a couple of years ago, and we stopped at some, like, hotel on the way to Vegas and there was this like snow crab buffet thing so my dad and I were like yeah let's do it because my, my brother and my mom don't eat fish so we we did it and we were like there were these massive claws on mm. our plates and stuff we had no idea what we were doing <laughs> well like an hour into fighting like trying to get tiny bits of like crab out of these claws 
someone like comes over and gives us this like, like a hammer hammer like thing like it's i guess it's like a fork but only with two pincers and you i guess you put it inside and like crack it open mm-hmm. so we felt stupid <laughs> yeah anyway <laughs> sorry about that the woman reportedly offers her services on taobao and charges 10 renminbi to peel each crab with an extra five renminbi if you want to be fed <laughs> This particular diner ordered 20 crabs in total and got a little discount because he ordered the king meal. Oh, wow. The hostess says she quit her previous job as a, as a flight attendant on a domestic airline to pursue the freedoms of part-time work. <laughs> Despite her hands turning red after peeling numerous crabs, she smiled all the way through it and seemed to appreciate the publicity. Honestly, who could think of a better way to spend the equivalent of £26 for US dollars or 56 Australian dollars? <laughs> these men want her, want her to feed them too, but she turned them down. Or oh, these men, I guess it means like people that were crowded around. Mm-hmm. It seems she's very devoted to her work. Oh, he, th- man. he thanked the young lady like a true gentleman with a good feedback on the app where she advertises her services. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, That's actually brilliant. That yeah, is. it is. It is. I mean, like, there's people popping up everywhere with money. They don't know what to do with it. And mm-hmm. it's such a status. It would be such, like, a status symbol to actually bring somebody in yeah. to feed you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and think about it. If with one, like, one guy, she can make 260 renminbi. Like, if she can serve, like, serve. Yeah, let's say serve. Like, three or four guys in one night. Like, that's, that's, a, that's really a really good, good salary for, mm-hmm. a, for a Chinese Can woman. she, though? That's not an easy job, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know how long it would take. Yeah, I guess that have to be. She'd have to have certain like stipulations, like the services from this time to this time, and I don't do any. Extras. Twenty crabs, though. That guy must have been pumped full of crabs. Yeah, I wonder how big they are. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's great. <laughs> awesome. Here's the next one. Ooh, this one looks a little darker. Mm-hmm. Sinkhole swallows up five people waiting at Harbin bus stop. Ooh. Fortunately, they're all okay. Oh, good. But that doesn't make it any less terrifying. If senseless killings, reckless drivers, and freak escalator accidents weren't enough to make you want to lock yourself inside your house and never leave, this video serves as a horrifying reminder that there are places in the world where the ground is just waiting to suddenly collapse beneath you. That's what happened to these people who were standing at a bus stop in Harbin, Heilongjiang province on Saturday. That's really northern part of China, by the way. Security footage shows the moment the pavement suddenly broke apart beneath the unsuspecting victims, four of whom fell into the pit while another clung onto an exposed pipe. All of them managed to climb out of the hole and four were treated in the hospital for injuries. The cause of the incident is being investigated. There's actually a video to go with this, which I will definitely oh. put on. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's unbelievable. I saw the one where it was a girl walking down the street and she just fell into a, like, the, they're just all of a sudden, one of the sidewalk tiles just, yeah, disappears, just disappears and she just gets sucked <clears throat> down into the hole. There are often, like, story. I mean, if one thing like this happens, like, one story like this happens, a lot of them will crop up all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I guess people just get, they get, like, this... They sniff other stories out, I think, like with the escalator stuff. Yeah. I mean, those probably made, like, people probably heard those stories outside of China as well. It was kind of, it wasn't a very pleasant time. People started to get freaked out, I guess, mm-hmm. using escalators and things. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. 
craziness. Well, fortunately, they're okay. Yeah, but pl- you, if you if you're listening, you should check out the video because it's <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, the other thing is, is they have CCTV cameras everywhere, everywhere yeah, so, so they catch those. Lost. Yeah, there's some crazy like car accidents and yeah, it's insane. It's mm-hmm. insane. There's just yeah. a lot going on here. <laughs> Nuts. So final, this is this is a nice one, right? So what I would like you to do. Those of you listening, unless you're walking or driving, don't do this. But <laughs> I would like you to close your eyes, all right, oh, and I'm think and think about springtime, and you're on a farm and you can hear the like nice noises of new new lambs, and you can see little yellow fluffy chicks. <laughs> all right, now you've got this idea of these cute <laughs> yellow chicks, okay. And so here's the, the last story of mine. Baby chicks pour out of overturned truck on Shandong roadside. Locals scoop them up. <laughs> so with this image of baby chicks in your mind, imagine hundreds, probably even more than hundreds, of baby chicks, cute, fluffy yellow chicks, spilled out onto the road when a poultry truck overturned on an expressway in Binjou City, Shandong province, Aww. resulting in what may, may be the fuzziest roadside accident <laughs> ever witnessed. Traffic officers blocked off the expressway so that none of the chicks would get hit by cars. I, I mean, I'm not being funny, but they they were a what poultry truck? So I mean, what? I've, I mean, they're not going to be pets, are they? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> causing congestion down the road for several miles. While some casualties were, spo- oh, were spotted at the side of the accident, a, ma- the, a majority of the baby birds survived. Not long after they were liberated from the <laughs> confines of the truck, however, local residents arrived at the scene and began catching them by the handful. After enjoying <laughs> a few moments of sweet, sweet freedom, the wee chicks were piled into bins, boxes and backs of tricycles, Despite police officers' attempts to stop the looting, so people were looting chicks. <laughs> we can only hope that some of these birdies managed to escape the ill fate that had most likely awaited them. The chickens were reportedly worth around fifty thousand yuan, while the amount—that's quite a lot. While the amount, the amount of birds pilfered in the accident has not been reported. Similar instances in the past have resulted in pretty massive losses. I, I'm just I, I'll when I read this article for the first time, I can just see these little chicks like <laughs> just all over and just the like, road, <laughs> just freeding them, just like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. oh, so funny. I, I quite like that. Were there pictures with that one? Yep. Oh, sweet. Yep. I want to look at that. <laughs> fluffy goodness. <laughs> awesome. And finally, we've got um, <laughs> one more article here. Look, plastic bag quote-unquote, swimsuits now trending in Taiwan. (laughs) Okay. Hundreds of young women in Taiwan have been uploading pictures of themselves online wearing DIY swimsuits made from convenience store plastic bags. The homemade one piece has taken off, with imitators from all walks of life now posting selfies modeling little plastic bag outfits. The trend appeared to have kicked off in a Facebook group called, oh, you didn't give me the opinion. Oh, I'm sorry. There was no opinion. Oh, there was no opinion. I'm sorry. I'm guessing Tan Liao Guang Shi, I guess. Congratulations. I I don't know if that's right, 
but something like that. Sorry. Some commenters praise the girls as environmental ambassadors, drawing attention to the amount of plastic bags we consume, whereas others said they were just trying to show off their bods. Jung Xing, <laughs> a 27-year-old nightclub owner, was one of the first fellows to upload a selfie wearing a care-for bag. He didn't expect much of the trend, but wanted to encourage more girls to join in. He just oh wants God. to see women in plus. Okay. Anyway, thanks to social networking communities like this, Taiwan's free soft poor culture is growing. Take a peek at the new Taipei's Easy Cards for public transportation featuring Taiwanese schoolboy's favorite Japanese AV star and warm-hearted charity promoter Yue, Yue Ha-Tanao. Ha so good for Taiwan, eh? <laughs> I'm imagining it wouldn't be difficult to make one of those, right? Yeah. You just cut off the corners of the bottom of the bag, and then the handles of the bag are like strapped. Yeah, but these are actually like, again, there are pictures. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I they've see actually that like, I mean, so there's like the, like, is it like the underwear bit? Really, mm -hmm. like, it's all, it's fitted, like, it's not baggy bag. Mm. But there are men as well, which is slightly more disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, is this really going to reduce the amount of plastic bags that we consume, or is it just going to increase it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, people don't shouldn't use plastic bags anymore. That's why you get bags for life. Mm-hmm. Which every oh, you get them all over in China, surely in Taiwan too. Mm-hmm. Craziness. Well, <laughs> anyway, that is so... an interesting set of stories, Holly. <laughs> <sighs> Things that are happening in China. As you can imagine, I enjoyed myself for those. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, so there are our eight stories to catch Nora up on the goings on of China. Oh man, I, on. I missed a lot. Apparently, <laughs> oh, this was just this was just a, a mere handful. Oh, there were wow. so many other stories I could have had. But... Oh wow. Yeah. So all the links and all the uh, and pictures will be on our richchinese.com slash episode thirty one page. Mm -hmm. Um. So go and have a look, and especially you can see the video for that sinkhole thing, which is crazy. No. And sure. chicks, you can see all the baby chicks. <laughs> nice one. And then next week we'll be resuming with um, listener questions, right? Yep, we will. Awesome. We'll so get video. your questions in. Just go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail, and you can send us a voicemail Absolutely. really easily. Yep. Or write us a comment anywhere on our blog at writtenchinese.com or on our Facebook page or anywhere and we'll find it. Or um, a last resort would be to send us an email at support at writtenchinese.com. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we've had people asking us questions on um, our Two White Chicks Facebook page, which oh, is great. Nice. So you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com <laughs> slash two spelled T-W-O white chicks. Nice. Come join us. Please do. Okay, so please, yeah, join us next week. Um, I'm sure we'll have some more interesting facts and a good question. Nice. <laughs> have a good week, everybody. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.